I'm here today with Kevin Beck of Paradise Investment Management. Paradise are responsible for managing our global smaller companies funds. And whilst we did an interview with Kevin at the beginning of the year, we felt there was an awful lot going on in the sector and therefore it was worthwhile having another conversation with Kevin. Kevin, good to have you here today. Thank you. It's good to be here. So the first thing I wanted to talk about was um, some of the portfolio activity that had been undertaken since we last spoke. What are the, what are the key themes that you've been pursuing? Yeah, so the Paradise took over the Global Smaller Companies Fund in November of, of 2016. So we spent the first month or so getting set. And, and, and really some of the big themes, that one is in particular has been M&A. So smaller companies have been a big beneficiary of, of mergers and acquisitions over time. And clearly the premiums paid ha have helped out uh, our returns over a long period of time. And so in the short time we've managed the Global Smaller Companies Fund, I believe we've had about, we've had two buyouts. Uh, we have two that are being tendered for at the moment as well. And, and so that has been a big theme to the performance. And do you feel that running a smaller companies fund, that makes you more likely to be the target in, in an MA situation rather than the acquirer? It's a, it's a good question. Over time, we've largely been the target. But what we found is, is especially on the strong balance sheet side, is, is we are looking for businesses with strong balance sheets. And, and for those good management teams, that can be offensive in terms of making acquisitions themselves to grow business value over time. And we have a, a particular holding ON semiconductor that's made an acquisition in the last six months that's over 50% accretive. But by and large, we found that uh, that being the, the net beneficiary or the receiver of an acquisition price has been a bigger driver of returns. No, but, but if companies are acquiring, does that not mean that sometimes they use debt in, in that acquisition and therefore their balance street strength could go to balance street weakness? It's a, it's a great question, yes. And, and what we're looking for in that situation is balance sheets not to go beyond three times leverage. And for a but very- But three times sound quite a lot to me. Yeah. Uh, in this in this era of low interest rates where you're borrowing at 2%, um, there's a lot of tax advantages in places like the U.S., then the ability to deleverage or pay down that debt quite quickly. So we yeah. need to see a roadmap yeah. to pay that debt down to sub two times uh, within a year or so. So when you're talking to companies about their acquisition strategy, so they're yeah. saying we're looking to buy this organization, yeah. they, you part of that conversation will be, well, how are you going to fund that and what's the repayment schedule for, Correct. Uh, for, uh, for the debt? Correct. I would, I would also say that clearly in the United States you have quite a bit of capital that sits offshore. It has not been repatriated for tax reasons. So a lot of that is, is really weighing on returns over time. So doing acquisitions offshore for U.S. companies, for example, is a very good use of, the, of that capital. Now, now one, of the, one of the criticisms of the asset management sector is that uh, we're all too, too short-term yeah. focused. Um, how do you ensure that, that the value is going to be accretive in an acquisition um, over the longer term? And therefore, are there situations where you say, actually, we oppose that takeover or we oppose being taken over? Yeah, and, and it really depends on the structure of the takeover and, and the actual industry it's in. We have a lot of experience in certain industries where acquisitions have not added value over time and we see the pitfalls. Um, some industries uh, that need scale very quickly, we see a lot of success in acquisitions. Um, so in terms of, of evaluating a takeover, first we're looking at the price 
uh, being offered. Is it, is it close to our estimate of intrinsic value? Second, we're looking at the structure of that deal. If it's in shares of an acquirer, we want to make sure we understand the valuation. Again, the ability to pay down the debt, the ability, ability to drive value over time. Mm. If it's cash, then we really don't uh, need to care about what comes afterwards because we're being cashed out of, of, of that, uh, that entity. Yeah, um, but, 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 but e even so, are there situations where you would agitate in a public or in a private environment to yeah. try and ensure that you get the best result um, for, for your fund and therefore your clients? Co correct, and so we, we would do it privately. So we own, in, in a smaller companies fund, uh, we would own in some cases 5 to 10% of the capital of some of these companies. And so privately, we tend to get the first phone call or one of the first phone calls we get a look at the structures very early on, and, and we make our opinions known about what we think is an estimate of intrinsic value. And therefore, have you been able to um, enhance the deals, uh, improve the deals to the long-term benefit we, of, of companies? We, we have, and that's either been in slightly higher prices or in, in mixes in terms of the currency we've been offered in terms of higher cash values and less shares or vice versa. Mm. Okay, um, and let's talk about a, uh, let's talk about a couple of specifics. Yeah. Um, firstly, um, I believe Allied World is a company that's been uh, acquired over the, the the course of your management of uh, of our clients' money. What what what's the story behind uh, that acquisition? Yeah, Allied World Insurance is is a long term holding of the fund. It's been one of our largest holdings since inception. Um, it's a very good underwriter. Uh, the business uh, had struggled through lower interest rate environments, uh, and we felt that in the world of higher interest rates that we, we believed were coming, buying this business at a substantial discount to tangible book uh, was a great risk reward for us. That business has compounded over 20% for us for several, several years now, and ultimately in the era of, of, of higher interest rates. Um, it, it was bid for in the fall of last year, so at a 30% premium to, to, to where the St. James Fund was invested in. Now, I, I don't want to suggest that all of your activity is yeah. focused on, on, on finding companies who are either going to acquire or, or be acquired in the portfolio. There's obviously been a lot of other activity. Correct. And I also am sure you've been traveling to, to see some of uh, uh, the companies in the portfolio. Perhaps you'd just give us one or two quick examples of, um, uh, of that type of activity, the sort of day-to-day -day work of a portfolio manager. Yeah, the day-to-day -day work. So I'm here in the UK this week looking at new potential new investment ideas as well as the, the, the man meeting with the managements uh, of the businesses that, that we already invest in. So we've spent quite a bit of time scouring the globe. We have six investment staff. Again, looking for that convergence between quality of business, uh, balance sheet strength, quality of management team, and, and a discount to our estimate. Now, the discount is really important here because, uh, as we as we record this, yeah. markets are at very elevated levels, Correct. if not at all-time highs. Um, the, the, the challenge could be, well, surely there's no way you could find a business at a discount to intrinsic yeah. value at this stage. No, abso absolutely, and that's where most investment ideas fall over for us. It's very easy to identify a very good business. Um, it's easy to identify a good balance sheet. I think the, cha the challenge really in all the work looks at, at looking at the normalized earnings power of these businesses over time and trying to predict two, three, four, five years out what the earnings power of this business will be. And so we find opportunity, especially right now in, in, in expensive markets, where there's dislocation, there's a business line that's not performing well. 
um, there's, a, there's a profit warning. Uh, I met with a company earlier this week that is going through a significant reinvestment in its plant capacity, and that is causing downgrades to their revenues. Interestingly, this morning, their biggest competitor bid for them. So what we're finding right now is a lot of opportunity, I guess, in those businesses that can drive their own destiny on the earnings power. So they still have a strong brand, good balance sheet, but for one reason or another, it could be macro, it could be business line focused, they're struggling in one part of their business that we think ultimately is transitory and not a structural change in the business. Sadly, that's all the time we've got uh, today for this conversation, yeah. but it's been really fascinating. Kevin, thank you so much for your time. Thank you very much for the opportunity. views and opinions expressed are solely those of the individuals and are subject to change. Where individual securities are mentioned, they do not necessarily represent a specific portfolio holding and do not constitute a recommendation to purchase or sell. Please be aware that past performance is not indicative of future performance. The value of an investment may fall as well as rise and you may get back less than you invested. Returns on equities cannot be guaranteed. Equities do not provide the security of capital characteristic of a deposit with a bank or building society.